October 30, 2021. It's the Watt for Pedro Show.
Lot for Pedro Show. Happy Saturday, last Saturday, October. Start off the show with interlude number two of Love Supreme, live in Seattle, John Coltrane, the Joe Brazil tape. Joe Brazil actually played flute on the Ohm record. And we had Night Raids with Minimax 30K, and uh, courtesy of Steve Bono. In fact, I, last time I saw you two together, I was talking at the pad you both shared in Philadelphia. That's right. Down that was talk. A, Welcome aboard. That was a great night. Okay, some whiskey was drank. That's true. I think I think I remember the phrase, if it's brown, drink it's, it down. Maybe. It's going down. <laughs> it's going down. <laughs> now, I'm curious about your journey through music. So please bring your earliest recollection memory regarding music day. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I uh, my my dad had music around all the time, so the house the house was full of music. Uh, he was he was a rockhead, so I, I early memories: Beatles, Kinks, who you know, some some Dylan, some Young. I remember some kids' music used to play for me. Some Fred Penner. I don't know if you're familiar with that guy, but he had some strangely sinister, cool songs. The Cat Came Back, Ghost Riders in the Sky. Um, so that was all like early early childhood stuff. But I remember music around from from the earliest age. Yeah. So your pop was more a listener, not a player. He also played, yeah. No, he what had he a played? acoustic tell guitar me, around, he, and he had uh, he had played out in in clubs and bars. Uh, I think he, I don't think he was doing that when I was young, but I, he had done that before I was born. Because when, um, when, like, when you said uh, rock, damn, when you said rockhead, I was thinking of you know that, that cat that worked with Barney and Fred, the fucking quarter. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. So there was in the pad you grew up. Then there, there was acoustic guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Did you jump on it? I did. Yeah. I remember oh, my dad oh. telling me a couple things early on, elementary school, and then just messing around with it too. Okay. Was that the only instrument in the pad? Um, for a while, yeah. Okay. What about the first record you bought with your own money? Right. Right. So uh, I was thinking about that. I I remember taping stuff off the radio in the early days. Um, no, but buy with uh, your own money because when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So I'm curious. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'm thinking. Uh, I used to get the maxi singles with the cardboard sleeves at the Fred Meyer. I was in Seattle. I was growing up in Seattle at that particular time. And I remember picking those out for some cool covers, uh, you know, after taping stuff. And I think I kind of graduated up but from taping you, stuff off, off the radio. Can you remember the first like, one, though? Can you remember the first one where you laid out your own fucking De Niro? I think it was Smashing Pumpkins Gish. And I think it, I, the Siamese Dream was and, out. but and that's Yeah, what I but I ain't interested. Back. Look, what was the first? I'm, I'm interested that you got music and spent your own money, but not in that band. What about uh first gig you saw, Dan? Yeah, uh, I think the first time I really saw people playing live rock and roll was at a, a, a birthday party in a backyard in middle school. Did you ever um, see your pop play work those clubs you were talking about? No, nah, I never saw him play out. He played He played around the house, you know. So yeah, I, yeah, I know. But you were saying yeah. stuff like he played clubs, and so maybe that was before you were born? Yeah, it was, yeah. And uh, so let me ask you about school. Marching band, the choir, shit like that? Uh, yeah, so in elementary school, we had they, my elementary school did have a music program, and I played uh, I played trumpet in it for a couple years. Um, so that was cool. Got a little little. I learned how to read a little music. Not that I ended up using it that that much, but ah, you use everything somehow, some way. Yeah. Did you pick the trumpet, or was it chosen for you? You know, yeah, it's weird. I was thinking about that, and it's like. Uh, it was kind of some like Harry Potter picking the house thing where they, they, they had there was a guy. He was the band guy. And then there was the orchestra guy. 
And they kind of they kind of looked like like those things. Like the band guy was kind of like reddish, rosy cheek little guy, and the and the and the orchestra guy was tall, bearded. And they and they would do a little interview with you, and then they would pick for you, and they gave me the trumpet, which I I kind of I questioned, it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> but you didn't stick with it. I didn't. Well, I moved. I, I moved away, and the where I moved, I didn't have. Uh, uh, a music program in the, in the middle school. Well, so. what about the homeschooling music program with your father's uh, acoustic? That's what I did. I just I went I went back to the guitar there and uh, and like you in, know, in junior high, did you get or grade school or maybe even high school? The not after graduating, but in the afternoon, the bedroom band, the garage uh, garage band, the you know uh, basement band. Did you have something like that with your buddies? So. I I had some buddies I played music with, but we, we never really locked down drummers uh, and, and, and bassists. Where you know I had a bunch of guitarists. We would we would mess around in middle school, you know, or uh, early on in high school. You know, drummers drummers and bassists were a rarity for me back then. And you mean by and by messing around like what? Like, uh, uh, hey, I learned this song off this record, or hey, I I wrote this song, or what was it like? I think I think it was a little bit of both, and it was uh, you know I think uh, throughout my life really I've gotten lucky where I try to learn somebody's song, and I don't really nail it, and I end up coming up with something different, you know. And I, I feel like that's kind of always been a mode that I've fallen into, and with with collaborators as well. Kind of influence, but you're still your own man. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Probably good way. And to I go. never had the technical prowess to really like. Uh, just like play something note for note after I heard it. So on my way to figuring something out, I would, you know, get distracted. Yeah, but maybe something. that's good. So you're not a fucking Xerox machine. <laughs> sure, sure. Right? Then we already got Xerox machines. We only need a band <laughs> to fucking pretend he's one. Yeah, you know, and another thing too, uh, getting parts from people to build creations, expressions, creation of expression, you can still be very original. For example, I've used this before, but the no uh, novel, right? You can not invent one word, use words that everybody yeah. else uses, and still have a very original fucking novel. Right. <laughs> so that's why I say you don't have to invent, constantly invent, invent. You can use other people's inventions for your own invention, you know, with a right. kit with the parts. So that's why I ask those things. It's a weird mix. I don't know where the border is, and probably every person's got their own fucking weird mixture, right? Old chemistry, the way uh, you got your own trip going, and then you're influenced by outside, and mm -hmm. inform each other, right? John Coltrane's always talking about listening to other guys, but you could tell he practiced and had his own thing going, but still open enough mind, you know? I, I sure. did this thing where uh, he got done recording Ascension, and he calls up Albert Eiler. Can you imagine getting a phone call from John Coltrane, and he says, "Hey, I want to hear that. A, I want to hear both ends of that." Phone I just made I just made a recording, and I sounded like you. Like, <laughs> but you know, what Albert Eiler said back. He said, "Man, you didn't sound like me. You sounded like you. And what you were doing was crying out for spiritual unity." Love that. Uh, that's a Actually, for Albert Eiler to be that strong, but I think John Coltrane was like that. He was humble enough and stuff, but I'm, that's why I'm always asking these kind of questions because to be totally original is kind of bizarre. I don't know if that exists because we're part of a culture. And, you know. But then on the other hand, the culture depends on our inventions or, or our re 
interpretations we branded, purpose and whatever shit that we absorbed or uh, reacted against. Or, sure, you know, all, sure. All, all that, right? Right. And then I feel like sometimes there's sort of a pendulum between uh, where something might be uh, uh, kind of wild and eclectic and, and like totally new. And there's innovation there, clearly, but then also sometimes there's subtle innovations within the forms and, you know, the more orthodox genres, you know, that you can still record like a garage rock track in 2021 that immediately grabs, you know, you know, using those same three chords and the genre. You said that word that's almost as bad as the N word normal for what? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand it's a way. Well, it's a shortcut for marketing for some lazy motherfuckers. But sure. for, for other people, it's a way of keeping things kind of organized. Mm-hmm. Right? So you know where everything sits. But then, yeah, they turn into fucking Berlin Walls and gulags and Dachau. Orthodoxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Humans do this, right? Humans mm-hmm. do this. Humans do this. Uh, so, but, but you're... I mean, I, I know why you were using that stuff. Because you were trying to say, you know, informing makes the forms is is the process mm-hmm. of the form is the process of the evolution sometimes it's mm-hmm. the de-evolution right the, the things falling apart devo well also i was thinking who's could do everything falls apart yeah yeah, yeah. Right? but devo too of course yeah. <laughs> it's in the fucking band name look you gave de-evolution. me this uh, you know you got a lot of night rage you gave me and i'm gonna play a feudal reducer
smoke him if you got him. Bomb hurt him if you lost him.
far as I can to postpone, to postpone. Stark reality, waiting for you, waiting for me. There's no future, no future. And England's dreaming. England's dreaming. England's dreaming. England's dreaming. Once I had community. Now I make to win Social anxiety Sickness of missed opportunity You look at your look 
you know the camera was there? It's just years ago now. Just collections of days. It's the poised pixels. It's that old joy. Frightened nightcaps and no noise. It's your body that'll really do you in. On silent mornings, you sung. The loneliest hymn, and your loneliest grieving that you wish you could shout. You'll never love like this again. Times we were in love, will be times we were in love.
from Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with Night Raids doing Fuel Reducer, then with SLWCC White Smoke, Wet Cigarette out of Canada, Eventual Tim. Kay from her new album, Kira, Unsolicited Advice. If Moana, I'm Margolis out of Chester, New York, with eight and then four asterisks. So I don't know what cuss word is about. <laughs> Maybe that's. Al's a subtle man, okay? <laughs> He's a subtle man. Neil Turpin, great drummer man out of uh, Leeds. Uh, first out of Solanke and then uh, Bill's Pump. And then he made a solo record. And he plays everything. Drummers are musicians, people. We had, I had one on yesterday, Brian McComber. Incredible cat. Uh, Sam Cutton after that in the picture. Last Gasp from Only Now featuring Rajid Karmakar. I don't mean to destroy the foreign languages. I'm just inept. I'm trying to get better. And then finally, Night Raids with the Surf Report. And you can see people, I bookended both uh, Brother Dan's uh, take on medieval social organization. But he's got even <laughs> more layers to fucking lay on you, right? Brain. <laughs> sure. Uh, we, we used to have the uh, Sharpen Your Pitchforks was on the back of our T-shirts. There. Kind of an ongoing uh, theme we had. 1381 or something, there's a peasant revolt in England, and the leader was Tyler Watt, but only one T. Okay. Yeah, but, but why do you fucking need to... No, it was Watt Tyler. I got it backwards. Why do you need two T's anyway, right? I think Watt was short for Walter in the old days. So it was a first huh. name. It wasn't a family name. But I, I, I'm interested. Um, so this was jamming around without a drummer. And uh, yeah, I think a, a, no, like a boom. We did a lot of that, right? Just bass and guitar, lots, lots, till we found before Georgie. you guys. Well, we had his brother Joe early. for a little bit, and then we found Georgie. And then mm -hmm. Georgie uh, we tried to work with this uh, welder, and after two gigs, he thought punk was too weird. So we got Georgie back, and but a lot of <laughs> a lot of times, especially getting the, the first Minutemen songs together, the first batch was totally just guitar and bass. In fact, Joe Biza mm -hmm. was living underneath. Didn't know us that well. We'd see him at the gigs and shit. Well, there was only 100 people you see every week, you know, same faces. But uh, he ended up moving in. On, and, and, of course, we didn't want to wake people up with the amplifiers, so we played really soft. But to keep time, mm -hmm. we're stomping. And he thought we were fucking dancing up there for three, four, five hours at a time. You <laughs> 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 didn't know we were trying to get the first batch together. So I can totally relate with you, Brother Dan, about jamming without a drummer because... Uh, yeah, you can't find a drummer man, or maybe the situation you can't set up. You know what I mean? Uh, apartment. Mm -hmm. Indie Boone never had. A, that's why the practice pad. I've had mine thirty six years now. It's such a key thing. If you yeah, don't have, you had the same spot. Buttloads. So, t tell me how your music thing evolves with this trip. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I think I, like I would play stuff. Oh, so in terms of playing without a drummer, also my dad had a four track. He had a Tascam cassette. Ah, okay. You know, so I started getting into that, and I and also after school, you know, I think I, I took some guitar lessons early on, and uh, my the, the the guy who was teaching me, he was great. His name was Scott, and he was a shredder. You know, he was he was surfing with the aliens all the time, and Joseph yeah and I'd, I'd be bringing him in like some pretty primitive you know rock stuff and he'd be like all right you know i'll show you this kept up with that for a little while but then later on i would just play records down in the in the in the basement records or cds both uh 
you know, and just play them real loud and, and play along with them with the guitar. And I think it wasn't until I was doing that that I really started to get into playing the guitar. Because I think when I was kind of trying to play a song without a drummer, you know, and it, it, without without a band behind me, just myself on a guitar, it was cool. But it, it, it didn't click. It didn't excite me until I started playing along with the music loud. And, you know, that, then I, I started to learn some basic silly, you know, scales for solos or whatever. And, you know, put on my dad's crazy horse, you know, Neil, Neil Young and crazy horse records and just and just shred for an hour. You know, so and that was focus. You wanted to make Dan Liptock recordings or did you want to look for a band or did you want to go join someone else's band? I think all of the above. And then I did start playing in bands a little later on, um, you know, and, and, and some of the, and t different kinds of bands, even then too. So it would be like, you know, some bands playing punk, punk uh, covers and, and, and playing parties. Uh, and then also the bands just playing, uh, you know, noise, you know, I mean, at that point, you know, that's when I was finding that stuff, you know, get your, turn your, turn your amp real loud and, and, and set up some pedals and you know pretty early on i got a looping pedal and that that was a whole brand new world of making sound too so kind of a, a, a varied experience between trying to play actual songs including playing other people's songs playing some original songs and then just playing playing vibes you know playing playing off each other with with noise without a plan you know what about using the four track as a fucking instrument itself yeah, overdubbing. Yeah. yeah, and then that got easier as technology got. Easier. I mean, it doesn't get much easier than the four track cassette, and it still sounds so great. But uh, yeah, that's always been, you know, over overdubbing some guitars on top of each other. I love that sound, and you know, somewhere along the way, I found Skullflower and you know some other acts that, that did that. You know, and I was like, what? These guys do this? Like, you know, they put records out where they're just doing this. Like, yeah. Uh. What was the first club I played in Philly? Eastside Club. That was probably mm. right by your time, right? But I remember the stuff on uh, like Revival and uh, Pontiac. What on South Street and? Uh, yeah, so I moved to Philly a little later. I was in uh, I was in Toledo, Ohio, in middle school and okay, high Frankie's. school. Yeah, yeah, Frankie's totally. Uh, I used to go to the main event. On Native the east side okay. in Toledo, and I—I I, I don't know how no, that, what, you know. What, I was going there when I was I'm asking 15. you this is about when you saw these bands at the clubs. Uh, did you want to get in on that? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so definitely. what did you do about it? Yeah, we got you know started doing doing it myself and, and and making making the music and getting people eventually getting people to pick up. You know, I was saying before it used to be hard to find a drummer, so. Yeah. You know, one of, one of a band I had later on in Philly, I didn't have a drummer, and I just had a buddy who, you know, was was a, was open to learning drums. So get him to play, and that you know, <laughs> don't have a drummer, make a drummer. Really? So you like you trained a drummer just because out of I mean, necessity? I didn't, I didn't make him. I didn't well, I mean, the, the the situation by yeah, the guys exactly. needed a guy to provide the beats, right? <laughs> yeah, so you got a drum set together and just fucking learn by doing. Yeah, living, you know, being around other musicians and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. bands, and, you know, yeah. Now, did this band, end, did you guys end up doing gigs? Yeah, totally. I mean, that was that was Deep Possum. Oh, and, Deep and, yeah, Possum. We, okay, okay, okay. So this is your first gigs. fucking unit, right? Mm, yeah, I mean, basically the first real one after after years of playing one-offs and, and, yeah, and doing yeah. little things. I had a bit, one band earlier than that was the punk cover one. They were called the, the Weather Pussies, actually. Okay. Uh, but, th but then Deep Possum was definitely uh, 
Do you remember you know, the first Deep Possum gig? Ooh, yeah, yeah, I do actually. It was at a record store on, on 40th Street in West Philadelphia, uh, Marvelous Records. And uh, was success? There, was, there, there were like 12 people in that band over the years. And that, I, I remember that first show, I think, had a, had a number of people who might not have played any other shows. <laughs> <laughs> but, but did the drummer man stay with you? Oh, yeah. In fact, he's, I still play with him here uh, out, in, uh, out in L.A. He's, he's out here now. So, yeah. Wow, that's a trip. So yeah. do, do you remember the first song you wrote for Deep Possum? I think we were, it was all coming out of jams. And, and I remember one that I loved that I didn't name. The, the singer named it. it. It was called Blister, Blister on Your Tongue. And that one, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that one, I remember after we recorded that, I was like, hey, that's a, you know, that's a killer one. I like that. Is that a little pun, a little pun rock? Oh, I guess so, right? I never Violet even thought of Blister in the Sun. Oh, my God. This you know, like you know Gordon told me, man, Charlie said something about the same thing, too, the Pixie singer. Like, mm -hmm. like how the Pixies and with Gordon, uh, and especially the first batch, it's they, 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 but yeah, it's the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Gordon told me those songs he wrote when he was 16, he's still making a living on. And actually, they're more successful than any songs he wrote after. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reality on the dealio, though. Right. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the way things work out. Like you said, like the songs just came out of jams. Maybe that's how it is. You know, with some, yeah. some people, you know, they're like rushes and comes. And, you know, uh, who's the poet man? Uh, Arthur Rimbaud, right? He, he only does that shit for two or three years. Then he starts mm -hmm. running guns. There's other guys like Elvin Jones, you know, they... He's got an oxygen tank. He's playing to the last breath, right? So there, <laughs> I think there's different ways of doing a band or doing music. And, uh, Absolutely. Uh, you, a blister on your tongue. <laughs> 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 you <me> go wild. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The trippy uh, Brian Ritchie, he runs the bass man. He played one of these acoustic, not stand-up, right? kind of acoustic guitar bass and um he runs this mo modern museum of modern art in tasmania that's mostly underground i mean physically yeah right in tasmania yeah it's a trip yeah wow in fact this cat uh, musician ben salty has had a residency there for the last six months and he's been doing butt logs buttloads of songs and uh, i've been playing them on the show look we're at the end of the first hour october 30. 2021 Dish Wapito Show special guest Dan Liptock. Hold tight for hour two. October 30, 2021. It's the second hour of Wapito
for Bebo Show. Start off the second hour. Some more night rays. Hoagie mouth. Now, hoagies, people, is what uh, East Coasters call subs. Yep. But they're called hoagies here, too, sometimes. <laughs> but they're long sandwiches stuffed with lots of good stuff. <laughs> long sandwiches. And, and, yeah. yeah, long sandwiches. And usually some uh, kind of Italian, right? Uh, oil and vinegar dressing. and They're good, man. They're really good. Okay, A is for Art <laughs> Arterial from My Daddy Ate My Eyes. The Nitwis, the Panat, Panache. The sar sarcoplasmatic veno clobs from James Twig Harper. <laughs> Rubber Rosa, I know these fucking uh, titles good. or something else. Rubber Rosa Cement. Uh, also part of the brutal sound effects crew out of East Bay. Night Raids. Mm -hmm. Motor Face. So you didn't give me any recordings of uh, Deep Possum, but you did give me a lot of Night Raids. So how long does Deep Possum last? Uh, Deep Possum has been around on and off for like 10 years, probably. Um, but, and then there's overlap with other projects. Um, and, uh, did you guys end you know, up recording? What was that? Did you end up recording? Because you didn't flow me any. We did actually, we, we did. I, I, I neglected that. I should have sent you some possum. We did do a little bit of recording. We put some stuff out cassette wise, self-release kind of stuff. And we yeah. played out a bunch with some, with some, with some great bands in the, in the Philly area. Um, and so at that time I'm living in, in that house that you stayed at in, in West Philly. Sure. Um, and it's a revolving door of, of, of awesome musicians coming through and, and, uh, you know, our, our basement is a, is, is a re full-time rehearsal space. So, you know, we got, well, what, we got different what, what happened with the deep possum and when does night raids make the scene? So, so they overlap a little, they overlap a little bit. And I don't think deep possum is, is gone. I think, I think you're going to, I think there's some deep possum on the way, maybe, okay. uh, maybe some archive stuff and maybe even, uh, some new stuff. Got to so, make sure you get it to me so I can play on the show, please. Excellent. Yeah, well, uh, and, but then night, night raids comes into play somewhere along. And there's a few other projects and night raids is, is just a two piece and night raids is me and Julius Mastery, who, who is, uh, a phenomenal drummer who you you may come across in in other uh, in other combos. He's he's played with uh, Marshall Allen, and he, you know he plays he plays with some, with some heavy jazz heads. Uh, By the way, I should tell the listeners Marshall Allen is still doing gigs. This is a man yeah. in his 90s, okay? So I don't want to hear anybody fucking whining or belly aching. His brother, That's right. he's like doing in the van, right? Doing he's balls out. He's balls yeah, out. Big absolutely. So, so Julius and I lived in this house. Uh, you know, I had been living there. Julius moved in, and and, and he's he's practicing all the time. He's yeah. he's an incredible drummer. He's playing all the time in the basement. He's playing wild stuff. It sounds like Square Pusher. He's he does he's got he's got his own solo things. He's playing with different jazz combos. He's got Square Pusher is a bassman. Uh, you know, who turned me on to him was the Flea. It's a Flea's favorite bassman. Really? That's probably that's you. cool. Good connect. But. Uh, you know, Stevie Bono, he's a drummer fan now. In fact, he's getting into it, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So you get together with Julius. Yep. And uh, so and so I'm they don't like share, me. both projects don't share members. They're two distinct trips. Yeah. Okay. Just just me in, 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 in the two of them. Julius is just in Night Raids. And yeah. you said that Deep Possums had a, bu a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, yeah, but mostly homie Matt Graven was the drummer in that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, 
and this, all these tunes I've been playing from Night Raids, this is from a, a new Night Raider album, or is it the first album? It's a, it's a new one. It's not the first one. We had, a, we had a, um, well, I guess the, the one before was a seven inch, and then the, and then the first cassette release is kind of like a demo. So it could be, it could be okay. kind of in some ways, you know. But uh, yeah, so these are all rippers. Some of these songs are are are, are from the earlier stages of the band, um, for sure. And we recorded this uh, kind of in a hurry before I was moving to LA, uh, okay. and it was like sort of right before the pandemic hit, and uh, it was cold. It was Philly winter. We were out at our rehearsal space. It could be uh, a little brutal. It's right Steve by the West. water, people. In fact, in the old days, Philly was a Navy town. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, there's a big fucking uh, mothball fleet there still. Uh, but Navy the, Yards, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, uh, toot, toot Philadelphia. Well, John Coltrane, right? He gets his mm-hmm. house with the GI Bill there by the zoo on 33rd Street. Yeah, I used to be you, a teacher. I used to teach near there. Okay, well, you know how I stumbled onto it real easy because playing North Star Bar. Oh yeah, right there. I seen. I saw you at North North Star yeah. at least. Right, at least right. I mean, twice. but that was yeah. like it's stumbling distance, right? So, yeah, totally. That was a cool place with that weird ceiling. Deep possibly. You know, also, one. I don't know if you ever sat at the bar and looked down. Mm. There's a trough. Oh, did it have the, the old urinal? The trough. The trough. Yeah, yeah, so you didn't have to get up. You could drink and piss and just keep sitting there. And, I don't Hell think yeah. it was active, but in the old days, the first oh, time no, I saw that was Tijuana. Still fully operational. <laughs> well, here's another proj. Really? Because it kind of have an odor. I guess if you brought you enough, it don't matter. Here's another <laughs> proj you gave me. Narthex. Looking mm-hmm. glass. I want to play.
out of the Pedro show. Mount. Started off that chunk of music with Dan Liptock Proj, Narthex, tune called Looking Glass. Then live two fifteen fifteen at Salt Lake. Salt Lake people's this big cake. You put in a bob water so the cows, you know, can get their fucking sodium, right? And looking at it. <laughs> okay. Oakland, California. Head boggle. Great band. Or band man. Music man. I don't want to believe in anything. Mike Adams and his honest weight. That's got Thor Harris on drum. And Narthex. Mineral Kingdom. Hip us to Narthex, brother Dan. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, Narthex is the solo stuff. Nar Narthex is just me playing with recordings. And it's been kind of all going along throughout all the other stuff, too. Um, and, Was it uh, before you know, Deep Possum? I mean, sort of, yeah, because that's one of the ways I started. I used to call it Lazy Bones, I guess, was a project, but it was the same. It was me, and it was overdubs. And that, oh, that. the four-track, your pop's four-track. Yeah, and then and then eventually, I, I switched the name to Narthex maybe five years, six years ago or something. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've only done just a handful of gigs solo, but uh, sometimes doing a gig out. and uh, But different instrumentation, you know, could be sometimes it's guitar, electric guitar overdubs with a lot of effects. Sometimes it's acoustic. Sometimes, uh, you know, that last one that's, uh, I've been getting into more just uh, you know some synthesizer stuff, some electronic stuff entirely. So and that's kind of just. You're the, saying it's the... not performance so much, but do you make releases? Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, not 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 big releases, but yeah, I put that that electronic track is out, um, and I think I put some of the other other stuff out back in the day. Um, yeah, but I, I've, and I have done a couple. I did one electronic gig, gig live, and I've done a few of the looping solo gigs live. You were talking about going to Philly noise gigs and it being an oh, yeah. influence on you. Absolutely. I, lo I love that. It was a, a great, uh, you know, I think the a certain certain period of time, uh, it was especially, uh, you know, prevalent. And uh, yeah, anything goes and basement shows. And that was really where I cut my teeth on it. I'd been into music for a long time before living in West Philly and, I, and I'd played music and played gigs before I lived in West Philly. But I think, you know, being in West Philly during that time was like, uh, you, you, you know, being surrounded by it, you know, being surrounded by DIY shows every, everywhere and people just letting their freak flags fly and different, yeah. different, you know. What about this? It seems, you know, quote, noise, unquote, because you could, you know, say everything was noise or not noise. Sure, yeah. But, but what, I, I kind of understand the context. It seems like it's more, less ensemble and less solitary, <clears throat> and maybe the more rhythm, rock and roll, more ensemble. Absolutely, yeah. Right? You don't see a lot of, I mean, there's Einstein, there's a noise button, but you don't really see multi-membered no quote noise bands so much. I guess Throb and Gristle had four people. Mm hmm. Uh, sure. I mean, there were, you know, there, there's that, that term, you know, like you were saying earlier, the way that terms, you know, the, the, the G word, et cetera, right. the way you can, you semantics, can put semantics. it Semantics. Doesn't mean much, right? right. Like it's, right. it's all, it's all, you know, it's all uh, spiritual unity to go back to Isla, right? It's right, all right. Point. Or a real fucking hogwash like Democratic People Republic of Korea. I mean, you can say whatever you want, but if you don't practice it, <laughs> right? Kind of, maybe. But also the context. Context is really important. That's why we like titles of songs. We can have fucking buttloads of fun with it, right? Absolutely, man. What does that sound like to you? You know, what 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 idea does that bring to mind? Or, you right, know, right. and how can that add to your experience of hearing it out? You know, especially instrumental music, because that's the only spiel you got. 
Absolutely. Right? Uh, yeah. right at the end of the second hour, October 30, 2021. Just what Peter's so special guest, Damn Lip Talk. Hold tight for hour three. October 30, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Lot for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. Night Raids. Firm Handshake. Petrified Max. He's got Vetus from uh, the last Trotsky I speak. The Bat Whispers. I do do Famella. Crystalline. Worst band name ever. Babes New York City. I just can't handle that name. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, band, the band's got some cute songs. April and Paris in February. It's more pun rock. No, not really. No puns. It's just a contrary, right? Ray Shin in the passage. And finally, dystopioid dependency night raids. Okay. So tell me the process. Is it like jams? Like, because uh, you said that the tunes, Deep Possum came out of jams. Is it yeah. the same with night raids? Yeah, night raids, same thing. Except night raids, there's a sort of added element of uh, kind of like a heavier work ethic or something. Not that Deep Possum didn't, but like for, for Julius and I, like rehearsals became, you know, clockwork this is what we do these days of the week it was it was you know excellent to get off of work and go shred for a few hours and so we had, we were pretty regimented with our rehearsal schedule and we would just you know spend basically the first hour just ripping and then try to pull things from that or work on things that we had pulled from earlier rehearsal recordings but yeah everything coming out of jam still is julie still over there or is he here now yeah he's still over there yeah so you are you guys gonna trade files yeah, we're gonna keep going. Okay, um, we're gonna keep going. Because yeah, he seems like a fucking driven cat. Before you yeah, met him, yeah. yeah, before you knew him, what was he doing music wise? Just drumming uh, his fucking in, brains out? <laughs> he well he was in tons of he was in tons of groups. He yeah. was in uh electric simcha, many arms, and, and, and at the same time as playing jazz gigs and percussion gigs and So he's not uh, like you guys looking for a drummer. He's a drummer man that people are looking for him. Or, yeah, or, or, absolutely. Or, or and did he create his own situations also? Yeah, no, he creates his own situation. Both, I think. Okay. You know, he's he's both he's both trained and and then he's trained himself on other instruments. He's a multi instrumentalist. Oh, he's more than drums. Yeah, I mean, he's okay. a drummer first and foremost, but he's he like he's got a new solo album that actually it, it's uh, just coming out now. It's called Mephisto Halabi. Fuck, I'd love the, to uh, hear it. Can you get him to flow it to me? I will absolutely. Because yeah, he's it, drumming it, it, on this fucking. Uh, Night Raids is fucking bitching. Right, right. So I mean, I, he, I, can I ask you this about him? In your life, you think it was a sea change? I mean, nothing against the Deep Possum guys, but... Oh, it was a, it's, a, it's just a, such a different mode. And like Night the Raids, thing you, you said about discipline, and we're going to practice now, and, and, you know, we're taking this uh, yeah, serious I, I mean, or something. My, I'm not trying to say you don't know respect for the other guys, but just kind of a different sitch. Different sitch, and more about, like, yeah, just kind of like... Uh, like playing as hard as possible, you know. I think you know, Deep Possum. We were into that flipper. You know, not that that's not a, pl- a way of playing hey, hard. That's like, uh, trippy. You mentioned him because the drummer man Steve uh, just asked for Missing Man to open up for two flipper gigs in December. Oh hell yeah! You know, you. Flipper was a trip for its time for the scene because you know we were coming out of the seventies punk, and the young guys didn't understand that punk could be anything. So by them playing slower, everybody thought it was way different. <laughs> right. I love that. that that's, that's a, Flipper is fundamental for me, for sure. <laughs> ah, that's trippy you brought them up. They're beautiful guys. I got to help them with the tour a couple of years ago. I, yeah. I and mean, I've always loved their music. A lot of it's ba- built on bass lines. Uh, Man, you've really gotten, it, gotten into uh, some amazing things, you know, aside from your own work. I, I remember... I saw you uh, at that Stooges gig in Detroit. Well, I did 125 uh, months with him. The first one. No, but I did 125 months with him. 
And yeah, that, actually, it wasn't the first one because we had to come back because there was a power failure. I know. I went to. Bo- I, I tried to go. Now the, the first Sonic Youth got back. to play the first one. <laughs> yeah. I remember driving back to Toledo because you know it was more than there. It was the whole fucking Northeast was blacked out. It was a big. Yeah. It, it oh no. I know. Look, you gave yeah. me this music. Uh, some more night raids. Spiral extinction number six. Let's listen.
Radio Show. Last chunk of music for this edition. Night Rain, Spiral Extinction number six. So I'm assuming, which is dangerous, right? My pop said that oh, was yeah. the most special spelling of a word in the universe, right? It was an accident, boy. There was, what, five previous spiral extinctions? That's right. Okay. Yep, we're, okay. On the, we're on the sixth one. Yeah. Idiot Watt. You should have. Okay. I don't want to go to Porky's Jerome Briarton and Damon Smith duo at Trinos, Trinosophis. This is Tolem on his Endless World Tour. And his wife sold the van, so now they're doing it by train. Night Raids, finally, the Proxy War. Proxy War. Man, we've had a lot of those. Too many. <laughs> yeah, continue. So much proxy shit. All this fucking, some behaviors I just see, especially the wannabe butch thing. It's such a proxy war. <laughs> and then they're like in the character fucking thing. We're not even talking countries or towns. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip. So music live. Now, you, you, you told me uh, Night Rays is working up some new material, uh, bi-coastal kind of thing. And then the old possum is maybe reviving old stuff like they they all they're all back there too right none of them are so cal well we're gonna have a couple couple of possum guys wow. we're getting them out here so, to do so it's a whole part. fucking is, is a full full philly posse move you know this happened with the tortoise guys from chicago right they all moved jeff parker and right uh, right john Steve, Herdin, Steve and, them, right yeah 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 yeah, yeah well, that's David what we're Dow, for. So, speaking so of flipper David Dow. Now, which i got a few more there were three of us with steven yeah okay and, and do you have some place on the internet that, it, that people want to check out Dan Lip Talk music? Um, not not under my own name, but we got we, we like Bandcamp on Night Raids. We definitely okay. Stay so the, there, there's a Bandcamp uh, Night Raids dot Bandcamp dot com. Okay. Yeah, we like that service. Yeah, for, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, no, I think the Bandcamp people are the best people on the internet to bands, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, and and oh, oh, so. What you're saying is because of uh, people moving around and stuff, you might be able to play with real deep possum people. Because I was going to ask if you were going to recruit some SoCal people. Mm, we got new stuff we're working on, yeah, that like maybe an unnamed project. Um, oh, okay. For sure. Okay. Because, you know, it, the, I got here and the pandemic was going on right. and it was a little quiet and I knew a couple people. But, right. you know, obviously it's still going on, but I got a rehearsal space now and, you know, starting to make projects happen. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Mr. Wells learned us, you know, wine before it's time. Yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, there's nothing like having a practice space. And that, that's probably what you miss about that pattern that I conked at, uh, where you, you could go in the cellar and get up with Julius and just fucking beat the shit out of some music. It was so good having it in the house, you know. And I, yeah. I thought we had some great rehearsals. We had some great rehearsal spaces in Philly afterwards, too. But having it in your basement is just, yeah, it's a special, Stumbling awesome, awesome thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, totally. And, and and so, uh, well, man, what has music taught you? Was it taught me? Yeah. Do you think it has, or has it just been a side of you that's always been? I mean, it's 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 really my main thing, man. Like not 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 just the playing, but the listening. You know, yeah, like sure, the, sure. The, the playing the is something. Of, of course, music. I want to participate in in it as well. But you know, there isn't you know, there isn't an hour that goes by where I'm not thinking about something or listening to something that has to do with rock and roll. You know, it's it's just. I, I can't see see it, see it any other way. <laughs> well, that, you know that was my experience going from Marina Rock and finding about the movement and clubs. It seemed like people were taking turns. Now mm -hmm. it's your turn to play. Now it's your turn to play. That wasn't like Arena Rock. 
Right. We were never going to get our chance to play. You know, <laughs> but, you know, all of a sudden, Pat Smear's standing next to you, you know, and you just saw him. That was such a trip. It was so contagious yeah. making you want to get involved. And Absolutely. Like you said with that noise scene and stuff, I, I can totally relate with you, Brother Dan. Yeah. I mean, music I mean, was something that I did to be with D-Boom, but then when we saw there was a scene where people took t- turns playing for each other. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to blow blow up your scene too much, but I mean, you know, seeing seeing you know listening to the Minutemen, knowing your you know and your you know like that jamming Econo and like you know that's that that was huge for me. You know, the the bands like you and like Dead Moon and these other bands that just lived it in a way that like. You, you know, was was almost like not to use a dirty term. It was almost religious, you know, or something for me that like you know made sense to me in a way that uh, you know still does. Well, you, you know, if we handed down to you, believe me, stuff was handed down to us too. You know, so maybe it's we're all links in this kind of chain. You know, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to be handing down stuff, and maybe you are already without even knowing it. <laughs> That's the trip about uh, expression, and uh, but. but Connected humans without a fascist way, you know. <laughs> hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah. So that was very kind of you, and, and very, yeah, very, very beautiful. Thank you so much. I, I take it to heart. It's one reason why I do this show. I think today's the twelfth show in a row I've done, uh, <laughs> but I just feel it's my dad. I want to pay back to the movement because us all get to hear each other and then let our freak flags fly, like you were saying. Beautiful. Thanks and so much for being on the show. Stay curious, man. Trying to trying to keep your ear to the ground is something I, I you know I learned you know try to do too. That you know I think it's something that you demonstrate, you know, and uh, and yeah. others, you know. Well, that's one good thing about Brother Stevie. Give me these guests and these connects. It opens up the what horizon. You ain't heard everything. Mm-hmm. Sure. Tell yourself that, and bringing on new people reminds you that. Thank you sure. so much for coming on. Come back on when you guys get some new music, please. People, it's been October 30, 2021 edition of what Pedro says, keep your powder dry.